The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Good morning. How is everybody today? I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord as I was driving to the church this morning. I just, I was going over how grateful I am for the word of God. Amen. That it encourages, that it corrects when we need it. Amen. It inspires, it gives clarity, it does not return void. Now this summer, if you have been joining us, we have been walking through a series, The Nine Keys to Living a Virtuous Life, and we have been going over the fruit of the Spirit. Now we're almost done. We're wrapping this up. Last week, Pastor Adam gave an incredible word on faithfulness. We've heard about goodness, love, joy, peace. And I have to be honest with you, because we can have some honesty in the church this morning, When I was assigned gentleness, I wasn't that excited. It's okay, you can laugh. I was like, of all the fruit, gentleness, really? Not really a, you know, get the crowd off their feet, ready to go take on the world, right? I mean, joy, peace, love, faithfulness, like those are like what inspires people, right? But gentleness, really? But as I've been studying over the last few weeks and just asking the Lord and and saying, Lord, how would you have me prepare? What would you have me say about gentleness? Gentleness is quickly becoming one of my favorite fruit of the Spirit. It's funny how God works that way, right? And so as I was praying and preparing, he highlighted a story. This was from about five or six years ago. And um, how many of you know I work in kids ministry? I'm a kids pastor. And so one of the things that I get asked to do as a kids pastor more than anything else is to tie shoes. Okay? Yes. So you weren't expecting me to say that, were you? (laughs) I tie a lot of shoes. Parents, Velcro, invest in it. Okay? Um, But so... We're going to rewind just a little bit, five or six years ago. The day is just not going as planned. Anybody have those days? Um, our volunteers just aren't seem to be found that day. Uh, the sound system is giving terrible feedback. The game that I had thought, like, this is really going to, like, hit at home, total flop. So this Sunday is just not going the way that I had visioned, the way that I had prayed and planned it to go. And so I'm just sitting here frustrated, but I'm still leading anyway. And I get this little tug on my jacket and I I look down, it's a sweet little girl. And she's like, will you, will you tie my shoes? I'm like, sure. So I bend down and and tie her shoes and off she goes. A couple more minutes pass by, I get another tug on my jacket. Same little girl. Can you please tie my shoes? sure, I'll tie your shoes one more time. So I'm bending down. I'm like, this time we're double nodding, okay? So I'm tying and we're like putting the bunny ear, boom, done. Send her on her way. I'm like, we should be good. A couple minutes later, I get a little tug on my jacket. Can you tie my shoes? And in that moment, I could sense a frustration sort of welling up in my heart, right? Like, okay, little girl, I've tied your shoes many times, but I'm bending down and and I'm tying your shoes. And it's like that still, small, gentle voice of the Holy Spirit captured my heart and said this, this is what I do for you. This is what I do for you, Erica. I don't want you to trip. I don't want you to fall. And as many times as you keep coming back to me with the same need, the same problem, the same attitude, here I am. Here I am for you. And so this morning, as we, as we talk about gentleness, I, I, I pray that our hearts are open to receive what God has for us. 
because gentleness is not just an action, but I believe that gentleness is an entire way of life. So would you join me in prayer? God, I thank you so much for this place. Lord, that we get to come, that we get to gather together, that we get to learn more about your word. Lord, I pray that you would just continue to speak to us today. Lord, on the topic of gentleness, that means something different for each and every one of us in here. And Lord, I pray that I would be able to get out of the way and let your spirit move in this place. Lord, that it would be your words and not mine. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to read Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And I know you've heard this before, but never hurts to do a little recap. It says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these things, there is no such law. So what is the definition of gentleness? Gentleness is the quality or the characteristic of being kind, tender, compassionate, considerate. To be gentle means that you show love and you care for others in a way that represents that, in the way that we act and in the way that we speak. Now, let's clear up something right off the bat, okay? When we hear the word gentleness, we often in our world today associate it with weakness, right? Well, if I'm gentle, I must not be very strong, or if I'm gentle, I must be timid, or if I'm gentle, the list goes on and on, right? We don't associate gentleness usually with something that is good, right? Well, after reading this definition, I don't, I don't see how you can associate with anything else but something that is good. Kindness, tenderness, compassionate. When I look at that definition, I see the definition of Jesus. And Jesus is anything but weak. Jesus is anything but timid. We're looking at his heart when we read this definition. So what does this mean for us? It's one thing for me to get up here and give you a definition on gentleness, and we talk about, you know, Galatians 5, and we say, okay, we got to go out there and be gentle. Well, what does that mean? I want to give you some practical things today that you can take away that, that maybe would transform your heart, maybe would transform your home, your workplace, your online presence, whatever that means for you today. The first thing we're going to talk about, gentleness is an extension of grace. Now, there's a story in John chapter 8, where Jesus is teaching, and a large crowd has gathered, like usually happens when Jesus is out there teaching. And the Pharisees and other teachers of the religious law find a woman who has been caught in adultery, and they bring her to Jesus in the center of everybody. And if you brought your Bible, we're going to start in verse 4, or it's going to be up on the screen. It says, teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman is caught in the act of adultery, and the law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something that they could use against him. So Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down and, and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. 
And then Jesus said, neither do I. Now go and sin no more. And there's so many things that we can pull from this passage. And we don't have time to unpack them all today, but I've pulled two things that I think is, is going to help us understand this idea of what it means to live out gentleness. First, how quick are we to point fingers? How quick are we just like these Pharisees and just like the teachers of the religious law to, to point out other people's sins before our own? Amen? Sometimes we don't want to hear that. But we're so quick to, to call people out and to, you know, maybe in today's world, we don't necessarily bring them in the center of the street and yell at them to be stoned. That would be a little weird. But maybe in our cultural context today, maybe it looks like social media. Maybe it looks like seeing posts online that are hurtful and then you just get in there and add to that thread. Or we're so quick to post our opinions and, and we throw things out online because we think, well, it doesn't really matter or not that many people are going to see it. But because of this, we see family relationships broken. We see workplace environment that have so much tension. And the enemy loves that. The enemy thrives off of that because if he can cause disunity amongst us, he feels like he wins. How quick we are to point fingers. We live in a world where we are reactors and not responders. But Jesus has called us to respond, not react. Gentleness means that in a moment or an interaction with someone, we're choosing how we speak. We're choosing our tone of voice. It means that maybe we choose to type softer words when we're sending a, a text message, an email, or posting something online. It means that we choose to, to catch our temper when we're with our families or our friends or our coworkers or even the stranger on the street. That's something that we have to choose to monitor. When we choose to think before we speak, we model what it means to be gentle. The second thing that stands out to me in this passage that's found in John chapter 8 just like Jesus was gentle with this woman, he is gentle with us. But he still corrects. Just like the end of that passage, he says, now go and sin no more. He was gentle with the woman. He had grace for the woman. But he says, I don't want you to keep living these same patterns and behaviors because I have something so much better for you. You know, I often think about where I would be without the grace of God. Have any of you ever sat down and thought about where you would be without the grace of God in your life? I wouldn't be anywhere. I certainly would not be up here. And I know you each have your own unique stories of how God showed up in your life and impacted you in such a transformational way. He met us there in that place of sin. He met us there in that place of mistake, in that messy part of life. And he holds no record of wrongs, but he extends grace that's undeserved. But he did it for me, and he did it for you, and he will do it for anybody else who asks. His forgiveness is an ultimate example of his gentleness. We're not always going to get this right. Trust me, we won't. I know I mess up all the time when it comes to this. 
when I was preparing, and like, I'm like, ooh, slow to speak, okay, all these different things. I mess up all the time. But that doesn't mean that each day I'm not going to choose to try to be better than I was yesterday. That I'm going to choose to have my attitude and my heart in a place that represents Jesus in everything that I do. I know I've stood up here, and I've said this before, and I'll keep saying it with every day that God gives me here on this earth, but our life is a representation of God's love. How we encounter people, it matters. How we speak to people, it matters. Oftentimes, people don't always find Jesus right away in a church. They find it because somebody showed kindness to them. Somebody showed gentleness to them. Somebody said, hey, there's something better for you. I I have this relationship with Jesus. So we are the ones that carry the presence of God with us. Gentleness is an extension of God's grace. And the second thing, gentleness is an increase of humility. Now, I don't think you can be gentle unless you're humble. I think those two go hand in hand together. I think they have to. So what does it mean? Well, a humble person has a servant's heart and a servant's attitude. A humble person is quick to repent and they are quick to forgive. A humble person will be obedient to the Lord no matter what it costs them. A humble person has a grateful heart. Humility is a trait that is valued by God all throughout scripture and we see evidence of that. James 4, 6 says this, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Now, I can say nothing humbles you quite like kids' ministry, okay? I can tell you how many times that I've been up there and I've I've practiced the word I'm going to give and I've been praying into it. I'm like, Lord, this is going to be it. Kids are going to get saved in here, baptized with the Holy Spirit, salvation. Like, it's going to be incredible. And I'm up there. We're doing our thing. We're like, yes, Lord, we're going, we're going. Little girl in the front raises her hand. I'm like, yes. Can I go to the bathroom? Yeah, you can, you can. And then the boy next to her is like, are there snacks in here? Or like, what time do we, am I, yep. So nothing humbles you like kids ministry. But if you are looking for a place to serve and actually represent gentleness to this next generation, kids ministry is the space for you. And so come talk to me and we can get you uh, signed up because we would love to have you a part of the team. Colossians 3.12 says this. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. See, it's not a one-time thing. We can't decide, oh, we were were humble once, so, you know, we're covered. We're good. doesn't work that way. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But this is something that we have to make the choice every day when we get up that we are going to walk out humility. Just like you're leaving the house, you got your keys, purse, phone, wallet, humility. Don't leave the house without it. I don't recommend We want our lives to represent Jesus. Gentleness is a part of that. Humility is a part of that. It's about acknowledging that I need the Holy Spirit to lead me in this area. Because by myself, not so much. But when I rely on the Lord's strength, I get to sit back and watch what he does with my life. I get to be the woman that he's called me to be. It's about humbling my heart and saying that I don't have it all figured out, but I know who does. 
And as I choose to walk in relationship with Jesus every single day, he meets me in that place. He meets me there every single time. And then he begins to transform my heart and transform my attitude. So then the way that I carry myself now represents the gentleness that Jesus shows me every single day. Pastor Craig Groeschel, um, I know some of you probably in the room have heard of him, um, incredible pastor, incredible just all-around leader. He has a book, and it's called Dangerous Prayers. Now, the title sounds a little <laughs> like dangerous prayers. What does that mean? Well, essentially, he talks about a few prayers that for us believers might seem a little dangerous. He talks about the search me prayer, and he gets that from Psalm 139, 23 through 24, where it says, search me, O God. And know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out in me anything that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. In order to be humble, I think we have to pray that search me prayer often. Search my heart, Lord. If there's anything that offends you, remove it, clean it out, get rid of it because I don't want it. Because if I'm holding on to those offenses, if I'm holding on to the bitterness or the mess and whatever else is going on in my life, it's going to be impossible for me to be humble because I'm constantly worried about something else. And then I let my pride get in the way and then we're just going down a road we don't want to go down. Search me, oh God, and know my heart and lead me on the path of everlasting life. But when we pray that prayer, we ask God to search our hearts, we have to be ready for what might come up. We have to be ready to, to deal with the things that he wants to deal with in our lives. To make room for all of the blessing and the promise that he has for us. And number three, gentleness is the responsibility of a follower of Jesus. Galatians 6, 1 says this, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly, those are those two words in there, help that person back into the right path and be careful not to fall into temptation yourself. As brothers and sisters in Christ, we are called to correct each other. We are called to spur each other on. But this verse gives us an exact instruction on how we should do that, a spirit of gentleness, and humility, kindness. You know, instead of coming at each other, well, I know what you did last weekend. You're such a sinner. I don't see how God could ever use you. I don't see how we can have a plan for your life when you act like that. How many of us know that gets us absolutely nowhere? Have you ever had a conversation with someone and the whole time they're just throwing negative words at you? You don't want to listen to them. So why do we think as believers, if, if we throw all that out there, that they're going to want to have a relationship with Jesus if we look exactly like the world? Just so quick with negative comments and, and hurtful words and, and painful tone of voice that we speak with. We should respond by saying, hey, I, I see what's going on in your life. And I just want you to know that God has something so much better for you. That he has life and life to the full. Where his joy is your strength. And he has an unconditional love and forgiveness that's waiting for you if you just ask him for it. 
Imagine how many more people would follow Jesus if, if we as believers responded like that. Imagine how many more people would be, would be in the building with us today or various churches all over the world if we would respond in a way that represents Jesus. But I also don't want us to be alarmed when maybe somebody comes to us and, and starts to correct us, right? Maybe starts to call some things out in our own hearts that they notice about us. Because we can have blind spots. We can have things in our life that we don't see. But other people that we trust, other people that are godly, that are following the voice of the Lord, if they call us out, we have to be ready to accept that, right? If we're going to be willing to call it out in other people's lives. There's a huge connection between gentleness and the power of our words. We know, we know that words have the power of life and death. And in Proverbs 15:1, it says this, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. How we choose to speak matters. And the same is to be said about how we proclaim the gospel. 1 Peter 3, 15 through 16 says this, Instead, you must worship Christ as the Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about the hope as a believer, your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way, keeping your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, you will not be ashamed for when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. See, gentleness is not keeping our faith to ourselves. If someone asks you why you believe, be ready to defend it. You are going to have people maybe in your life, in your family, in your workplace, in the grocery store that might think what you believe isn't true, that might think what you believe is crazy. But just as we get from this verse, we get to humbly and gently say, no, this is what we believe. We believe in the truth of Jesus Christ, that he died, rose again, and then one day we get to be in eternity with him. I want us to remember 2 Timothy 2.4. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with gentle, with great patience, and careful instruction. Be ready. Know the word of God. Have relationship with Jesus. That's the way that you're going to be ready. It's nothing that you're going to do by yourself. It's about that relationship with Jesus and knowing the word of God. We need to speak truth as believers. It's our job. It's our calling. It's what God designed us to do, to speak his truth. But it has to be done in love. Gentleness doesn't mean that we're, we're giving up our voice. It's not timidity. It's not shrinking back by any means at all. Gentleness and boldness go hand in hand, just like gentleness and humility. Gentleness is not just an action, but it is an entire way of life. Here's how we're going to respond today. If you are watching in the chapel, your host pastors are going to come up and, and lead you in a time of prayer and reflection. And if you uh, chose to join us online today, we just want to encourage you to respond in the chat. A host pastor and a prayer team is, is there to meet with you, and, and they want to pray with you and for you. 
Because we are a place that believes in the power of prayer. And we believe that, that on our own, we can't walk this out if we don't have relationship with Jesus and we don't let him be the guiding voice in our lives. And if you're in the room with me today, would you join me and would you stand? At this time, I'll have our prayer team come down to the front. There are two ways that we can respond today. In just a minute, we are gonna sing a song. It's one of my favorite songs. It's called, Come to the Altar. And there's a line in this song that says, the Father's arms are open wide. And I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for those arms that are open wide to me. Because I need Jesus. And if you're here today and you do not have a relationship with Jesus and you've never asked him to be Lord of your life, today is your day. I'm believing for it. I've been praying leading up to it that maybe there's somebody in this room who doesn't think that the things we talked about today, grace, maybe you don't think that's for you. Say, I don't, you don't get it, Erica, I've messed up too many times. I have too big of a past. I've made too many wrong decisions. Well, I'm here to tell you that forgiveness is yours if you ask him for it. Because we've all been there. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. But his grace is sufficient. And it is an extension of his gentleness. And so in just a minute when we sing this song, I would encourage you, if you haven't accepted Jesus, our incredible prayer team would love to lead you in a prayer. And sometimes we think, well, why do we have to get up out of our seat? Why can't we just stay in my seat? I'll just pray in my seat. You can. But I feel like there's something special that happens when we choose to, to get up out of our seat and to move forward. It's like we're making that commitment. We're taking that next step. We're saying, you know what, Jesus, I'm all in. I'm going for it. And secondly, how I'd love us to respond today. If, if we're going over what we talked about today, talking about gentleness and, and humility and our responsibility as a believer and, and all that, maybe God began to stir some things in your heart. It's like, you know what? Maybe I need to live a little differently. Maybe I need to act a little differently. Maybe there's some things in my heart that search me prayer. Maybe there's some offense that I've taken up. Don't leave here today with it still in your heart. Please don't leave here with it. I would encourage you to come up, pray with our team, and, and leave it here at the altar. His arms are open wide for you. We're going to sing this song, so would you join us? You can come down and get prayer, sing this song, and just spend a couple minutes in a time of reflection. <laughs>